that's all I want. Just to put out good energy with all the bad stuff in the world. And, and hopefully, as the larger it gets, the larger my audience can be and the larger of an impact I can have on the world where everyone can just find that nice little kick that I can give them or that spark that I can ignite with them and go from there. Just whatever it is that they want to do, just do it. Welcome to Podcasting in Real Life, the Buzzsprout show where we dive into the real-life stories of podcasters in the middle of their podcasting journey. I'm your host, Travis Albritton, head of content at Buzzsprout. Now, you won't hear anyone famous on these podcast episodes. Instead, you'll hear everyday podcasters just like you share personal stories about how podcasting has impacted them and the things that they've learned along the way. Now, in today's conversation, I got to sit down with the host of The Gefilte Show, Ivan Monterosa. And one thing that we talked about for a considerable amount of time was this idea of finding your voice as a creator. Often when you first start a podcast, it's not your best work (laughs) and you get better over time, but it is that journey. It is that process of improving yourself that helps you to discover what you have to offer the world and the best foot forward that you can put out there in order to serve your audience. But what was really cool about my conversation with Ivan was this was not the first time I have met him. Most of the guests that I have here on the podcast, the first time that we ever interact is when we sit down to do this interview. But Ivan came to PodFest, which is a podcasting conference that this past year was hosted in Orlando, Florida. And so we got to meet there. And, and so that's actually where our first interaction was. And so he shares his takeaways from that podcast conference, the things he learned, the people he met, and the impact it's had on him as a podcaster. And I'm a big believer, if you can go to a podcast conference, it makes a huge difference in your skill set, in your knowledge, and in your inspiration and, and networking to be able to connect with other people that are doing similar things to you. But when Ivan started his podcast, at the very beginning, he jumped in with both feet. Oh, yeah. What's crazy, too, is it's, it's just been over a year right now. I always did video work, audio work, DJing, videos, YouTube's, all that fun jazz. And then I'm sitting around one day and I'm listening to podcasts, talking with podcasts with a friend. And, and he's like, so what are you doing with all that knowledge you have right now? And all I was doing is just working a nine to five. And I'm like, you know what, man, I'm not doing much at all. And he's like, why don't you do like your own podcast show or something? You're always talking and everything. Yeah, why not? And literally, I was having dinner one night with some friends and having some drinks. And I'm like, would you guys listen to a show if I started a podcast show? Like, dude, you'd be perfect for that. Yeah, okay, why not? Why don't I start a podcast show? Before you know it, I was just, I bought some equipment, bought some stuff, and it was as easy as just plugging stuff up, hitting record. And next thing I said, what what am I going to call this thing? And I'm like, well, the name Kefilta is pretty simple, pretty original for myself it's me it's the the name that i took as the internet icon or whatever the alias that i've created and i'm like why don't we just be simple right now and it was actually kind of uh scary if people listen to the first few episodes because there's a few controversial kind of episodes and it was just wild i had no idea what i was kind of doing i wanted to do it and i just kind of jumped into it i was like let's just go I didn't know a whole community existed or nothing. In my in my world, I was like, oh, there's just these big dogs like Joe Rogan and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, what's all this world of podcasting going on? I listened to some episodes, but I never was like in the world of it. I'm like, I can do this. I got this. And 
yeah those those first ones were nightmares man it was uh it's pretty crazy it was uh some bad stuff some bad language some bad talking and just it was just out there just, i was just not figuring out you know the niche for it yet or the the exact way i wanted to go it was just a random uncut raw thing and man it was it's been fun had a co-host now i don't have a co-host it's, it was yeah <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> then mainly because it's real hard to get people to have to you know oh this day works and try to align people on the right schedules with another guest to try to get three people in at the same time it was just a lot to to work around and then i get emails from people saying hey she doesn't really contribute much to your show and that was a little i'm like oh ouch so it's it's a journey man it's it, it was a lot of fun and getting to the next phase i'd say you know i kind of pushed into a next season and at that point i'm like hey at this point now i kind of reshaped kind of focused in i'm like every show i always come up with a challenge and in every show we're always kind of inspiring folks and motivating folks like if they can do it you can do it so it just kind of changed around from the raw nasty show that it started as i did a, a quick pivot and just like all right i need it this is where it's working let's go this way but people loved the comedy that I always added to everything. So I'm like, yeah, got to keep that splash of laughter in there so people can enjoy it and get entertained and not just get bored with someone preaching, you know, do this, you can do this, and, you know, be a All Might character or something like that, a Captain America over here just sending speeches to folks. So there's a couple things that I want to dig a little bit deeper into in your story. One is that you you were already kind of creative before the podcast. For many people oh, yeah. podcasting, it's like their first entry into any kind of creative outlet. Oh, yeah. But you had been doing videos for several years, and, and you mentioned that you do, you're do you a DJ, or you at least were working as a DJ. Are you still a DJ? You still do DJ Not games? anymore. Not anymore. I sold all that stuff now. So that's why when it came to all these XLR cables things, I was like, oh, this is cake. This is easy. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you bring from that that gave you your voice and helped you kind of establish yourself and your brand and like what you wanted to do with the podcast. Like, was there any influence that those previous creative outlets had on your podcast as you were getting it going? Yeah, that's interesting. I never actually like, thought of that. I mean, I feel like, I guess, just the energy that I've always had, I've always been very lively, very active, like just ah yelling into the world kind of stuff and when i used to dj i kind of would always get upset when there's DJs just kind of really focused in on the on their stuff and not really interacting with the people and i'm like no come on everybody let's let's go so get having a little bit of fun that way or i used to do like interviews on youtube and such so going around like midnight launches for games and this so it was just like the social interaction and it's always been fun it's weird because now i just speak to myself and with a microphone and I don't have like a crowd of people but it's actually a little more comfortable because I can just kind of dial in on what I want to dial in on and not be disrupted or pulled away from other elements and variables in the area so it's, it's good to just apply all that energy in one direction instead of all these things pulling me around yeah and it's totally a different experience when you're essentially talking to yourself yeah to a microphone <laughs> it's like if there wasn't a microphone here I might get committed the other thing I wanted to ask you about was you mentioned just briefly in passing that you started with a co-host and then over time that became really difficult to continue. What were some of the scheduling challenges that you ran into as you were trying to kind of make it work? What was that like trying to figure out a time you could both 
get together with a guest and do live recordings. Like, tell me about that. Oh yeah. So I, I had my schedule at my point I could, uh, with my place of business, I, that I'm employed with, I make my own schedule. So I'm real flexible. So to me, I'm like, what works for you, Mr. Guest? And they're like, this works perfect. All right, co-host, does this work for you? No, I'm working. Ah, oh, okay, can we shift it to this day? Okay, but that doesn't work for me. And I'm like, oh, all right. And they're both like, can we shift it to Wednesday at 10? I'm working Wednesday at 10. Oh, like, it's just like, can we, one of you guys make a sacrifice? I'm willing to sacrifice, I sacrifice so much to make things work every time. Sleep, time, work, just holding off stuff, personal stuff. I'm like, no. No, I'll sacrifice this to make this episode happen so we can go live this week. But it was tough. It was getting tough. And I felt like then at that point, there wasn't as much drive from their end. And it's like, well, if you're not putting the same energy I am, then, I mean, I just can't afford to keep, you know, using all that energy to try to drag you up over here. So it was it was getting exhausting at one point. And I'm like, oh, man, I just need to get this on my own again. It'll be a lot easier for me to just pump these bad boys out that way. Yeah, when it's you controlling every aspect of the show, it certainly becomes much more streamlined. Oh yeah, it's like, all right, well, I just feel like recording. I got an hour, so let's do it. Right. You don't have to. You don't have to ask permission. You don't have to try and figure out everybody else's schedules. And so now that you've pivoted to kind of being a solo podcaster in the sense of you're kind of the driving force, the driving personality behind the show, how has that changed your approach to the content and even the way that you put episodes together? Because I imagine now you don't necessarily have as much to collaborate about or to say, all right, I'm going to pitch this question off to you and then you're going to fill space for five minutes and I know I can count on that in the episodes. It's like, it's on you now to actually (laughs) make all the content. So what's that been like, that shift? Yeah, that's been challenging shift, honestly, because at first, like you said, you're able to kind of juggle things around, able to kind of, oh, I'm having like a blink moment. She's able to pick up that spot and we're not really having any uh, gaps in, in time where there's just pauses. With myself, I just got to always constantly be prepared, delivered. I'm already preparing the next question or the next thing in mind because we're all, I'm all free flowing, not writing anything down. I just kind of have bullet points in my head and just go through those. And it's a little... I want to say unorganized, but I prefer the more organic, informal approach to it. Just kind of let it flow and tie it back in where it wants. It's, it's a challenge. Like at, before, two on one was was easy because you just kind of pull and tug from each size on our guests. But now it's just one guy, and sometimes I have two or three people, and I'm like, oh man, how do I draw three people back into where we need to go and not have them go off into talking about space theories and stuff and i'm like no we're not talking about that today or, or they'll they'll start to branch out politics i'm like not on my show no <laughs> have there been any things that you've you've like learned or figured out like okay this really works for me with being able to keep things on track and then also just mentally kind of have that balance of i want to be intentional like i want the show to have a theme or a point yeah you also want to you also want to keep it authentic and organic and conversational what is your approach to that kind of just being straight up with it really most of the time a lot of the folks that do come on the show right here are all locally here with me and they're people that i've met through different experiences bring them on and just kind of pull them back all right so boom just kind of raw like okay man that that's cool and all (laughs) so i haven't gone that to that extreme where it's so abrupt but just more of a hey hey let's let's come on back and it's been a challenge learning how to properly figure out how to get back into like I'm thinking in my mind as they're talking about that thing I'm like that could go right back so let me pull that back to where we need to go I'm like oh that's a great mentioning let's come back 
and talk about you know how that can inspire people and motivate people and like you're right you're, or or they they won't even notice and i'll say like dude that's so inspirational that you did that for your family and your friends and and like you're right you're right i'm like that's why i brought you on the show right <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah you become almost like the king of transitions yeah it's like that's my new job yeah my job is just to transition seamlessly so it just seems like oh this is how the conversation would normally go even though you have like a very methodical approach to all right this is where we need to go next so how do i bridge the gap between talking about this to talking about what's coming up it's a challenge and when you do it in the end you're, you're like yes inside but you can't say it on the podcast and, and just, <laughs> and you get the internal tiger woods just mm. yep yeah, you can't verbally say anything or it would ruin the moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so one thing that's always interesting to me is talking to podcasters and their experiences hearing back from people that listen to their show, whether that's feedback or emails or messages on social media. And so I'm curious what kind of feedback you've gotten from people that listen to your podcast and if there are any like memorable stories of interactions that you've had with listeners that have been super impactful to you. One of the ones was a reason why I kind of decided to go single and not a co-host. I go to a specific barber, and one of the girls that worked there at the salon actually uh, approached me and was like, you're a good filter, right? I'm like, yeah. She's like, I was listening to your show. And I was like, yeah, what do you think about it? I asked her a few questions, and in the end, I, she determined that uh, my co-host doesn't really, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that it doesn't really provide much, that she just kind of agrees with what I say, and we don't have the same, like, counter you know i say this so she'll say this to kind of keep it engaged she'll just kind of agree and fall in line with what i say just kind of kept conversation a little dull is what she told me and i was like oh okay well and that one was kind of a little another thing to add on to my list of already trying to make scheduling work and i was like ouch that's the first like negative thing i've heard thankfully it wasn't about me but i was like oh still that's the whole the whole energy of it and i'm like dang other than that i had just people just come out post on like on the facebook about oh, i hear you talking but i don't really hear you saying anything important I'm like, oh, okay well you know maybe you just didn't get it or something and well that's just been cool positive reinforcement from friends and people and emails coming in like great great thing and tags and oh tune into this and nice stuff always gotta hear and thank the the folks that support and i always hear out the people that don't i always tell them shoot me an email if you want <laughs> If you got something to say, I'm happy to bring it up or apply it if I can. We're always growing, so there's always room for improvement. Yeah, how do you maintain a positive self-image and like kind of stay in your own headspace when you do hear criticism, even if it's you know well placed and and constructive? It can still be kind of deflating when you're like, man, I can't believe you don't like my podcast for one reason or another. Like, how do you insulate yourself to like? stay focused on why you're podcasting i hate taking the title but i feel like i'm the king of putting myself in other people's shoes as i can definitely understand other people's perspectives and points of view so if i just swap the roles real quick and i'm like i guess i do see me kind of you know look at myself from their point of view like yeah i guess that doesn't really pertain to you or if i if i was you maybe that might be offensive or or not even relate to you in any way or doesn't work for your situation or so any constructive or even could be downright harsh to me i happily would accept it and just go with it as that any anything mean or nothing there's nothing as i've mentioned plenty of times nothing in, in my life that could affect me and mess with my feelings or emotions it's all about just okay that's how you feel man as i told many people if there's any haters out there 
let me know. I'll send them flowers because I appreciate the fact that they listened and got to that point to where they had to just let me know. So <laughs> treat hate with love. I like that. Now, I do want to shift a little bit because this is not the first time we've spoken. Most of the people I have on the podcast, I've never met them before. But we met at PodFest earlier this year in Orlando. And I'm curious, from your perspective, what was it like going to a podcast conference? It was weird at first. Honestly, that was the first thing I could say because I had no idea this this community, this large like thing happened. I've been to things like comic cons and game conferences because that's always been a thing like E3s and all that. But then going to this, I'm like, this is like the same thing. This is awesome. I was like, there's all these booths, all these vendors, all these people here doing the same thing I'm looking to do. And it was such a diverse community. I was so shocked. I feel bad saying this, but I thought like I was just going to meet like, you know, bearded guys with glasses everywhere wanting to drink IPAs. And I'm like, no, this is not that. This was cool. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was like, I felt like I was going to be the odd one out, the young guy that doesn't like, you know, fit the image. But when I realized there is no image for it, there, it's just everyone it could be anyone and i was meeting people that were that haven't even started one meeting people that have been doing one for years and it was just an amazing experience it was weird at first but once i meshed in and actually started you know getting my feelers in there i was like this is this is an awesome family (laughs) that's an awesome family yeah man what would you say was like your biggest takeaway from that podcast conference because there were a lot of great breakout sessions and keynote speakers like is there anything that you remember that you took with you that you applied to your podcast? Man, there's so much. And it's almost it's almost like it all sank in, but it's all still kind of rolling. The carpet's still being unrolled as these weeks and months go by, just from the things I've learned. Uh, just the different things, like the questions I should be asking people that listen from the kind of stuff I should be bringing up on the show, the way my show should be structured. And it's I'm all slowly plugging things in because I hate to just have such a drastic change from all the stuff I've learned and maybe if I don't put it in right it it just kind of make it worse than what I intended it to be uh it's it's just it was so much when I'm trying to think of it all now I'm like man all the things I've heard and learned and then especially when they sent out all the stuff that I missed too I'm like this is even better now I can even go back and rewatch stuff and a lot of it too came out was the great people. I'm always, I'm always happy already. I've been on some of the folks' shows and bringing them on mine, and just the the fact that we're all linking up and sending books to each other and everything. So now I got great reading material. It was just a awesome time to to have all that info and but how to put it into a cast. That's over time, man. Ask me in five years, maybe I'll be like, okay. All that stuff from PodFest of 2018, now it's in the show. Like, now I've applied it. (laughs) Nice. And then you mentioned, like, that you made a lot of connections when you were there, other podcasters that you continue to stay in touch with. Like, what has that been like, meeting other people that are also podcasting? Because you're right, it's not like everywhere you go, you meet somebody who has a podcast. It's still pretty rare. Yeah. So what's what has it been like having a group of people that are you all can relate to each other, understand what you're going through, and then also... You know, being on each other's shows and collaborating. What what has that been like? It's also pretty cool because out of all like my friends, family, no, no one does this. No one is a podcaster. I've branched out in many areas that I can in the community. I I can't meet them. They're nowhere here. But when I got in the whole 
conference center with nothing but them. It was overwhelming. I'm like, man, you too. Give me your cards. Give me your cards. Came home with just a mountain of cards. And it's like, it felt nice because instead of going to a dinner with a friend and just kind of talking about, oh, Sue and Sally over there, yada, yada, we ran out of time to be able to have conversation. Like, oh, man, it's midnight. Oh, we got to, you know, out there, I could just, we could just go for days. People that love talking talking to each other could just be a 24-hour extravaganza of people talking forever and ever like it was just it was awesome (laughs) yes there was certainly not a quiet moment oh yeah at podfest because you're right it's like when you have 2,000 people that like to talk all talking about the thing that they're passionate about doing just give up like there's no yep it's gonna be noisy (laughs) we could do some sort of twitch stream about talking for 365 days and everyone takes a turn and it'd be doable and it'd be possible with podcasters across the world (laughs) yeah man now as you collaborate with other people as you are a guest on their show as you have them as guests on your show what have been some of the the things that you've picked up whether they're tips or techniques or ways of doing things that you've learned from other podcasters in recent memory anything recently well one thing that i did kind of learn is a lot of the folks that are picked up from them, they have sort of like a title for certain parts or little segments of their shows. And I just thought it was like big dogs that would kind of do like, oh, now it's time for the five-minute question spinoff kind of thing. And I noticed how people integrate it and customize the, the title, the name to their own show and such, like the five wacky willy moments or whatever their show might be. And I kind of was already formulating like, how can I kind of embed that into my show there instead of just shooting weekly challenge currently haven't yet but just kind of the way people name things and the, the way folks kind of just come up with their certain hashtags and their certain like contest giveaways i'm like man i thought i was creative but they, these guys are genius out here so it's, it's good to <laughs> it's good to see the other creative minds and function all the other gears spinning kind of helps mine catch up and spin just as fast and just it's good energy great energy yeah that's one thing i like about the podcast community and whether it's the buzzsprout one or just others is you start to expose yourself to other ways of podcasting, like other ways of putting episodes together, other ways of structuring them, doing segments like what you're talking about. So it's not just like one episode, but it's almost like mini episodes inside of an episode, the way they structure it. And just like picking stuff up over time and thinking, oh, I could do that. I could do that. I could make a version of that that's, you know, relatable for my audience and good good for my show. So it is really cool, like being able to bounce ideas off of each other, learn from each other. And what I really appreciate about the podcasting community is there's no like, there's no sense of, oh, I can't share my secret sauce with you because that would make us competitors. Like, I feel like every, everyone kind of gets that anything that's going to help any of us is going to make everyone more successful. Do, do you get a similar, a similar sense? Oh, big time. Yeah. It's not, it's not like a, a sales environment or something where they're like, oh no, we can never give him, you know, the recipe for, you know, the sandwich or, or something. We're just so open with each other. Like people will tell me exactly how they did this or what way they took to do this and to be successful or, or how they market best to get most most hits when they're using marketing or something. I'm like, man, this is great. This is great. And I, I'm actually just did it just recently. I found out a buddy started a podcast and I'm like, no, this is what you need to do, man. I was like, let me help you out. Come on, the, come on the show. I'll show you, you know, just, you know, I want to make sure any any hurdles that I or speed bumps I had to go through in the beginning that they could potentially avoid those and go through new ones. And, you know, it's such a helpful community because I was fresh, 
fresh in going to Podfest just a few a few months in and now it's like bang like here we are yeah and it's cool like when you go to some of these podcast conferences like especially the bigger ones like you'll see people that you listen to like you listen to their podcast and then they show up and they're either doing a keynote or they're just wandering around and it is so cool being like I know you I know who you are and then I mean you totally fanboy out a little bit and you have to bring it back and be like, okay, I have to pretend like a regular person. But it is super cool. Podcast, podcast movement, those kind of conferences are just fantastic. When I heard your voice, I kept sitting there and I'm like, where do I know this guy from? Until like you introduce yourself to the guy next to you and I'm like, that's where I know this guy from. He's the Buzzsprout guy. I was like, okay, there we go. I was like, now it makes sense. It's like you hear everybody. Your brain is going and you're thinking like, where do I know this guy from? But unless they have like a video segment or something or you actually get that name, then you're like, click, boom, I know you. It's so cool. (laughs) It is super cool. It is super cool. Now, I do want to ask you about kind of the long-term vision that you have for your podcast and any goals that you have for it. Like I know for a lot of people, podcasting is just a pure creative outlet, like no real goals, no real expectations, just enjoy doing it. And then for others, they're thinking, well, maybe in three, four, five years, this could become something. This could become like a way for me to, you know, work for myself and start my own business. Or, you know, maybe I can get big enough. I can get some Casper mattress ads, like (laughs) and the whole spectrum in between. So I'm curious what kind of goals you have for for your podcast. You know, long term, super long term, I want it to still be a thing. I've always wanted just that name filter just to be like a, a known thing just on any avenue, whether it be TV or show or podcast or anything, just to just to put myself out there because I really love doing media. I love doing anything entertainment. And the, the podcast seems like the, my first little, little stepping stone into whatever could potentially come out, which something might already be in the works, but I cannot say yet. <laughs> but hopefully if people tune in tomorrow, so they'll, they'll hear it later come down the line. It's just exciting. I kind of don't really have... I want to say, I don't want to say don't have any goals. There's definitely goals. I want it to be, you know, everyone wants it to be successful, wants their shows to be popular and successful. And monetization, I've never, I'm not really too worried about that. I don't mind having a nine to five to support the the show. It'd be nice. I have, actually, people asked me to open up a Patreon. And I was like, okay. I, I got emails. Where's your Patreon? I didn't plan on doing a Patreon, but sure, if you want to send money my way, I'll Send it right back to you. So I gave out free shirts to everybody. It was expensive, but I was like, free marketing, let's go. But just just have fun, really. If anyone listens into the show and I can have one person get up and just have that, like, you know, yeah, he's right. And I've had those messages or emails come in of folks just saying, like, hey, man, I, I heard your show. That was real inspirational. And I had one guy even start a podcast after listening to one of my episodes. And I was like, that's, that's all I want, just to put out good energy with all the bad stuff in the world and and hopefully as the larger it gets the larger my audience can be and the larger of an impact I can have on the world where everyone can just find that nice little kick that I can give them or that spark that I can ignite with them and have them just be that personally you know what if he's been getting up and he did a show and it got successful I can get up and be an actor or be a dancer or start you know a whole podcasts and go from there just whatever it is that they want to do just do it just go out and do it have you noticed anything in your life change or improve or like have you have you noticed any impacts that podcasting has had on you personally since you started your show about a year ago 
I want to say morally I've become a little bit better of myself, like in my code, I guess, like personally, like I dare not like support any bad negative stuff in the world. I don't apply any of that into the world. If, if I'm out here preaching it, I got to live it. I'm the last person to be a hypocrite. I don't want to go out here and be like, yeah, guys, don't smoke cigarettes. And then I'm out here on a Friday night just, you know, no, that's not I'm, That's not going to be me. <laughs> like, no. So I guess just like my personal like code and the way I stand, I, I, as I've called it with my close friends, my Captain America code, the very pure good guy kind of thing, because they can't break me down. They try to. Like, come on, man, come on. I'm like, no, that doesn't apply any energy or anything positive towards my life so why would i want to do that you know you shouldn't do that either and they're like yeah you're right and they begin to think and scratch their heads like yeah why do i do this why why do you come on to the show well you know (laughs) (laughs) that is really cool man that is really cool well i appreciate you sharing your your journey the things you've learned and your experience as a podcaster i've got one more question for you before we wrap this interview up and it's this one if you had a time machine that could go back in time to the day before you started your podcasts and offer yourself one piece of advice. What do you think that would be? Ooh, the power of time. Now that's something we shouldn't meddle with, but if I had that ability to go back and tell myself something before I started the show, honestly, the only thing I could think of right now is don't start with the the first way I did, with the way I started it, so unorganized and such. There has been times where I thought in my mind where, man, maybe I should just scrap this show and start a whole separate show. But I already have the the momentum going. But probably what it would be. I'd go back, catch myself. Hey, this is where your show's going to be in the future. So just start this way. If you would like to hear more from Ivan, then make sure to check out his podcast, The Gefilta Show, at gefilta.com and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you wish that you could be featured on a future episode of Podcasting in Real Life? Well, you can. All you have to do is click on the link in the show notes for this episode and submit your application to be considered for a future episode. And if today's episode resonated with you or if you learned something, I would love to hear your thoughts. If you have an iPhone, the best way you can do that is to leave a review in Apple Podcast to let me know what you thought of the interview and also to help other people when they discover the podcast decide if it's worth listening to. And hopefully, if you continue to listen to these interviews, it's been beneficial for you. So I'd love to hear the impact this podcast has had on you personally. And make sure to stick around for the bonus episode this Friday, where I'm going to answer Ivan's number one question about podcasting. But that's it for today. Thanks for listening. And as always, keep podcasting.